Welcome to Beautiful Imperfection. We are so happy you're here. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week our identity in Christ. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. Let's get started. This is our last Christmas podcast, so let's say Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yay! I can't believe that 2023 is coming to an end, but that means that there is a new beginning coming in 2024. So we talk about the year, what, what we hope for 2024 as a teaser for next year. And then, um, let's go into Christmas and the four gospels. We talked a lot about Luke and, um, Matthew, because those are the two Gospels that mention the Christmas story. So it made me wonder and think a lot about what about the other two? Have y'all ever thought about that? Why it doesn't tell the details of the Christmas story? Well, I was always told, I guess I never wondered because I was just told as a kid, you know, Baptist preacher kid, uh, he told me, he's like, Mark, was the journalist of the Bible, you know, he <laughs> yeah. was the observer. And, uh-huh. um, and so, and, and he had a tight deadline, you know, it's a small, it's a small book. He didn't have enough time. He didn't have enough time. He was too busy being an interpreter and translator for Wales because he spoke Greek. And, um, and so that's what I was told. So I never did wonder, but mm-hmm. now I do, because I feel like there's so many stories that overlap. And then a lot of people in apologetics, you know, against apologetics, I should say, uh, want to discredit something because it's in one gospel or two Mm, and not the other. And people don't get it. Like all four of these people were not walking around with notepads or papyrus or whatever. Yeah. Matthew Matthew might've been doing it, but but nobody else did, but that was his job. He was an accountant, but, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so just looking at it that way, but then, and John was just so full of love and life, Mm -hmm. you know, John was just a completely different book. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I, I do wonder why it's not there and, and why, God chose different stories for different books and some overlap and some don't. Mm -hmm. I think in a couple of podcasts ago, we've talked about perspectives Mm -hmm. and we've talked about um, the Holy Spirit. When he, when he comes inside of you, he, he looks and feels different for everyone. And I think that that's what God um, gives us a different perspective in different people's lives. And I did some Googling around this because I thought it was such a neat um, place, but Mark is not part of the original disciples, right? So he's like, he's being taken in after, after the effect, but he has a short little kind of, you know, book there in a sense. Um, but then we have John, he's a fisherman. And do you think he's like, I don't know, he's probably not a writer per se, but that's why he sticks on the love centricness, you know, and straight to the point, he's straight to the point. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but he talks about clearly like, the, the birth and, or not the birth, but the baptism and the miracles. And that's really where I, around, you know, centered around where I feel like the Holy Spirit, like focused him on that. And that's where I think it's just so neat that, that God gives us different perspectives and we lean in on that because it's about our story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I think, I don't, I don't think I really wondered like, wondering but until recently i was thinking about it more than mm-hmm. like cuz i started thinking about okay they all tie together for the same purpose so there are four gospels give four different accounts of one savior mm-hmm. who is jesus just like we would tell a story and give a different account so the things that were happening in their lives at the time they would tell a story about that that does not negate 
the other three, right. whichever one that is, because their purpose was all for one. And I looked up in the Gospel Coalition, had a great article about it. Um, and um, in this article, this was a quote from the the writer. He said, if you have ever tried to read about the story of Jesus' birth from one of the Gospels in the New Testament, you will have already discovered two things. First, <clears throat> One gospel tells you everything about the birth of Jesus. The second, some gospels do not tell you anything about the specifics of the birth of Jesus. And this is true. The specifics of his birth are not mentioned in two of the four. But however, um, I would argue that they do because they all point to Jesus in his life and the reason that he was born. So the details are different because of what we talked about last week, the perspective. But I guess that Mark and John thought that Matthew and Luke did a great job, so they didn't have to follow up on it. <laughs> so they were they thought there's no other perspective is needed. But it's interesting because um, the importance of the Gospels are, is that we realize that they are about the life of Jesus in totality. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so what I mean by that is that while the story of his birth is obviously of great importance, so is his life and what he taught and how he lived and his baptism and his death and his resurrection. And um, it's important that we understand the significance of his birth so that during the Christmas season, whether you have been, whether you've been a believer for a really long time, like, like we have, or just beginning a relationship with Christ, or maybe you're considering him for the first time. And so just read the Gospels to gain the full understanding of all things Jesus. You know, I I hear you, Pam, because there's no doubt about it that the word rings true. And in different seasons of your life, if you read it for the first time or you're, you're reading it over again, um, I, I think that it's it's... God's going to speak to you in different ways in different seasons. And I, I love John. Um, John is just, again, sometimes he's like straight to the point, but he's very emotionally in touch with the Holy Spirit. And um, there's a couple of Bible verses that I, I just that ring true. Um, and it's John 3, 5. And it says, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they were born of water and the Spirit. And that's a truth. You know, there is a truth to that. And um, you can apply that in your lives and you can state that you need to, you know, be baptized um, and, 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 and you need to give up your old soul, um, meaning, you know, you have you have things you need to give up and you need to lay it down at the cross. Um, it's those mm -hmm. sins. It's it, you can't live in sin um, and if you think you can pray a prayer and then continue to keep on living in mm -hmm. sin, you're not, you've not truly did that. Mm -hmm. um, and he's saying no one can enter the kingdom of heaven unless they were born of water and the spirit. And that's what he's meaning by that. Exactly. He's, he's saying that. Mm -hmm. For me, I have to go back to Mark, mm -hmm. uh, you know, kindred spirit of being the journalist, but <laughs> uh, you know, right. it is, uh, you know, quite frankly, my favorite author of the Bible is Paul. Um, of of the people who wrote down the things God inspired, but but of the Gospels, I like Mark because it is concise and to the point. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like mark it down, mark it mm -hmm. down, <laughs> write this down. George Strait wrote that song. Um, 
King, King, the other King, <laughs> King George. But, uh, but I love the part of Mark 15, 16, where it says, he said, go to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And wow, like it summed up the great commission in a mm-hmm. lot less words, which we you know we find in <laughs> yeah, Matthew. Mark, exactly. Mark paraphrased the Great Commission for us. Right. And I love that it's going to all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Because mm-hmm. to me, all the world right now, that has changed from antiquity to today, where all the world means go into the chat rooms. Mm-hmm. It means go into the social media. It means, you know, try to create Christian TikTok, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. It means go into uh, be an avatar and be virtual reality, be in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. That is the world. It's not just the playground. It's not just the church. It's not just the community where we can physically see people anymore. And when it says all creation, that's not just, you know, a person tangible sitting beside you. That means whatever person they've created online, mm-hmm. you know, this online persona is a soul. It's a soul to win for Jesus. It's, mm-hmm. it's a dark place. And, and that is one of the the parts of the gospel that just really sticks to me. But if I had to tell someone who never read the Bible, if they could pick one book to read, I would say John. Yeah. That would mm-hmm. be, yeah. That's you know, where I tell everybody to start, that, and, yeah, then go start back and, pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, and then pick some other stuff up, but, yeah. but yeah, for sure. But verse for me, part for me, is definitely um, just the Great Commission and sharing the good news and a fun story that I'll share. Uh, we'll have to put this video on the women's page. But <laughs> so a couple years ago, uh, Pastor Mercer did a series called The Best News. Yes. And uh, he he preached probably two months and it was amazing. We shared all these uh testimonies and these different things. And my kids would be here with me at church filming the testimonies and and they were saturated in it. And uh and Pastor had us hand out uh, newspapers. We had newspapers for like eight weeks straight, real yeah. in your hands newspapers. So cool. And uh, my daughter loved it. And so she read the best news every, every Sunday. She looked forward mm-hmm. to getting the paper and it was <laughs> the, the bad news, the worst news, the best news and the, or the, no, good, the good news, news and the best news. news. I messed it up. Aurora That's will be right. mad. Um, <laughs> so she had to film this verse for Awana and I, I did it. And she said, um, you know, go ye into the world and teach the the good news, the best news, the worst news. <laughs> like, like she, she was like six, seven years old. And had she, verse. she did. Awesome. She had her own verse. And I texted to Pam and Pastor yeah, so they could see it. it. But but yeah, so it's like it it gets there, right? It's, you know, my my six-year-old picked all up on that Mark. news. Yeah, yes. all that news you got to preach that's in all the Gospels. That's so, right. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, and we talked a lot about Matthew already in the the Christmas story, but it's that that book is rooted in history, mm-hmm. in the history of Jesus, in the history of his birth. You have the genealogy, you have the birth of Christ. It's not an isolated event, but it can be traced back in history. So we we mm-hmm. know that it's true in God's word, but also you can trace it back in history. And so um, all of it's important to understand who Jesus is. So if we look at this part only, we see that God is powerful because the virgin birth requires God's power, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a miracle in itself. But the virgin birth fulfilled the promises of God. So in Matthew, we see that he is powerful and faithful to keep his promises. So remember that this Christmas, he is powerful. He's also faithful to keep his promises. But if we don't know what his promises are, how do we know if he keeps them? Mm -hmm. 
So how do we know what his promises are? It's by being in his word and seeing what he says. And then in Mark, he begins his story with the ministry of John the Baptist. And so not the birth of Christ, but it it's applied to the Christmas story because it requires repentance of sin, like mm -hmm. you were saying. And so John preached repentance and Jesus preached repentance. To believe the birth of Jesus, we must also realize that we all need salvation. So Mark's telling the story of, of Christmas by telling us that we can't celebrate the birth of the Savior if we don't acknowledge that we need one. Mm. That's a really good point. And I think a lot of times that's where people get hung up. Yeah. So when we go back through the Christmas story in Luke, um, we talked about the details of the birth of Christ. But how we apply it today is through worship of the Savior. And so we have to look at these things of how they were saying them. And it, it, it Luke's gospel invites us to worship, doesn't it? He gives us more details of the birth of Jesus he, um, than any other gospel. So he's, he talks a lot. <laughs> yeah. He's not the Mark that goes no. straight to the point. No. He is the detail man. He's and, a doctor, though, yeah, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's got to write down all those things. So, um, But there are many times where he focuses on the worship of Jesus. And throughout the book, Luke points out worship. He, Mary worshiped. Shepherd, shepherds worshiped, and way before that, Zechariah worshiped God, the angels worshiped God, Simeon worshiped, and there, these are all accounts of worship before, during, and after the birth of Jesus. So Luke is encouraging and inviting us all to worship the Savior, and that is so practical, and all of these have practicality to them. You've got the history and then you've got um, all of the things that are around it, and we worship God for all those reasons. How, what's the important? Talk, talk to me a little bit about the importance of worship. I think it points back to being in communion with the Trinity. Mm -hmm. I think when I worship, I feel all three parts of those mm -hmm. in, in the act of worship. Right, and that's important. It's important that we put all that together. I think it gives us peace. It's a mm -hmm. it's a it's a thanksgiving that we are able to give him and give him the glory for what he has done and what he is to do. Um, I it it says in his in his um, in the Bible, it's just in his word that we are to worship him. And and when we get to heaven, that's all we'll be doing is worshiping him. If you don't like it him. here, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <you're right. laughs> You Everybody better, get you better, used to that 11 o'clock service. You better start practicing. <laughs> yeah, that's all you better I find joy in that worship pretty fast. <laughs> you better start that's right. practicing right now. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I love it. But uh, but yeah, I think that. And I think it's as simple as, you know, when Lindsay mentioned a couple of weeks ago about the sunset, you know, it's as simple as just that worship, that thank you, that gratitude, mm -hmm. that posture of uh, Thanksgiving, the posture of uh, knowing the supremacy and the awesomeness of God, you know, mm -hmm. acknowledging that and then acknowledging you can feel the Holy Spirit there in the room, yeah. you know, with you too. Right. Well, it's all about that perspectives thing too, right? Like the Lord is going, I, if we think about 
what heaven's going to look like, everybody's going to worship possibly different too, because mm-hmm. maybe it's a little bit different perspective and what the, you know, what he's giving us. Mm-hmm. So it could be the small amount of gratitude and the thank you and however that looks in our soul and mm-hmm. feels in our soul, or it could be totally blessing him and, mm-hmm. you know, praise hands, just praise everywhere. hands yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's just different for everybody. Right. Right. And we can all find something mm-hmm. to be worshipful about and thankful. And I would like to say, can we do that without applying a but to the end, though? Mm. Because we will look at the sunset, the sunset's beautiful, and then we say, but this still isn't fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's worship him for those things. But we look at the but in that and say, it can't be that beautiful because I'm still going to focus on this stuff over here. And we look up and then all <laughs> and of a sudden we quickly like, look yeah. back down. We're like, whoa. Oh, but yeah, the we, one last we week saw was it better. For a second. Yeah. Yeah, the one at the beach but, was better. Oh, did you see that pink <laughs> yeah. one? Did you see that one that was I looked pink better and in this purple selfie. and blue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all those things. But so worshiping truly is worshiping just through our heart in and mm-hmm. allowing him to work in us through the Holy Spirit and all those all the things that are God. And sometimes we quickly we'll say one sentence and then put the butt on it and change it all the way around and then we're focusing on the wrong thing again. Mm-hmm. And at Christmas too, yeah. worship. Like allowing yourself to worship and I love seeing Christmas songs at church. I think every Sunday should have them like that's all we sing. Yeah. Um it's Christmas it's every Christmas, day. Yeah. I can I'm yeah. one of those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've already started playing Christmas music. I would have my house completely done if I'd had time, but I haven't. And, and I you gotta will get continue on it. to do it after, yes. after Christmas Day as well. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it's a heart of Christmas. Yeah. You, it's part of what God does. And I feel like now acknowledging worship and hearing those carols and hearing the hymns and hearing those and really feeling it, you know, just driving in your car, listening mm-hmm. to the radio too, or listening to your phone or, or this podcast, it might be an act of worship for some. I, when I go back and listen to them, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to focus and just, you know, feel that mm-hmm. and praise him. And whether you can sing or not, there are other worship things that we can do, but mm-hmm. get in your car and scream it. I mean, sing, <laughs> sing it mm-hmm. out loud. It's okay. It doesn't matter if you think you can sing or not sing or any of those things, but um, it's just an attitude of the heart. Mm-hmm. So whatever that attitude of the heart toward God is for you that causes you to admire, worship, um, praise Him, that's what we need to concentrate on. And then the fourth one is John's gospel begins with in the beginning. So if there was no Christmas, what is the beginning of what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. So John's saying that Jesus was sent from God. That's the Christmas story. It, it's important for us to realize that the Trinity of God and that it was, that's what John's saying. Jesus was with God and was God before the beginning of time. John 1, 12 and 13 says, along, along with the gospel of Mark, says that Jesus is the son of God who came into the world so that you and I could become the children of God. So there's four different gospels told four different ways, but all coming to the same conclusion. Jesus is significant in every situation, both then and now. In Matthew, the Christmas story is grounded and rooted in history. In Mark, the Christmas story requires repentance of sin. In Luke, the Christmas story is all about worshiping the Savior. Again, both then and now. 
And in John, the Christmas story is about restoring our relationship with God, all touching the will, mind, and heart. Intellectually, he's the king. Morally, he's the king. Emotionally, he's the king. And relationally, he is the king. Thus, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are uniquely intertwined in the Christmas story. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How does how can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.